This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, the job of Chief Information Security Officer, otherwise known as CISO, is as challenging as ever. Not only are those individuals having to be focused on things like cyber attacks, but according to a new report, the onset of AI is one of the leading concerns that CISOs have right now. In addition, the level of stress that they deal with has risen sharply in recent years for a variety of reasons. Scott Thompson is partner with Hydric and Struggles, which is the firm that did this study, and he joins us right now. Scott, pleasure. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Dan. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, so let's start the conversation more broadly at first to speak about the importance of the role that the CISO has in this day and age. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really important role. Uh, you can't open a newspaper these days without hearing something regarding cyber. Uh, cyber is now getting bored attention. Every industry, every company, and every geography cares about cybersecurity, how it impacts their customers, how it impacts the business. It's a role that just continues to grow in importance. Then when you're speaking to these in individuals and getting kind of a feel of the lay of the land that they are feeling right now, what's the, the, the hope and the value of doing a report like this? Yeah, I think the, the hope is to bring attention to the importance of the function. There's um, so many changes happening from a regulatory standpoint. There's new SEC regulations coming out about having security professionals sit on board. So the, the point of the survey was really to just bring attention to the function, to the role, and to the individuals that, um, that are in these positions. All right, so I mentioned a couple of the concerns that they have, and I'll start with AI. Certainly, it feels like it, it wants to transform a lot that we do, uh, but it is also one of the greatest concerns that uh, CISOs have at this point. Why so? Yeah, the, the reason that a number of respondents in our survey mentioned AI as a big threat is just because of the pace of change. The, the concern is that the technology that we have in place today to defend against these bad actors or whatever cyber threats there are is really going to be impacted because of the pace of AI, and it will be difficult to keep up with it. And so CISOs are looking both at how to leverage AI in uh, the work that they do, but also how to prevent bad actors from using it. So because of this constant change in the function, they're just struggling to keep up and, and uh, keep pace with all of this change. Right. And, and it's basically it, it's to a degree putting in too many unknowns, at least at this point. Right. That's exactly right. And what's interesting is that CISOs believe that the threats that we're going to see five years from now are totally different than what we have today. So they have to continually anticipate a market that's evolving and uh, figure out how to adapt to those changes. The, the, the issue of stress uh, that you brought up in, in your report, to what level are, are these individuals dealing with a growing level of stress right now? It, it's one of the biggest concerns. I mean, there's constant pressure from the board, constant pressure um, you know, on a daily basis to protect the company. If you think about the impact of a cyber incident, it can be instrumental 
uh, it can be devastating to a company, you know. So the stress of uh, retaining talent, the stress of cyber attacks, the stress of reporting to a board, it really adds up and a leading cause of uh, turnover in the CISO function is burnout. CISOs just get really burnt out from the constant pressure that they have. Yeah, that relationship with the board of directors, uh, I, in, in getting ready to speak to you, uh, somebody I know who was a CISO, I spoke with that person about this, and that person talked about that relationship. And, and the comment that that person made to me that it, it really stood out said CISOs have all the accountability and none of the authority right now. And maybe you can elaborate on that in the scope of what you guys have found out. I think that's a, a very fair statement. It's, um, you know, it, it's evolving where CISOs are, um, you know, part of the risk spectrum. So they're sharing the risk with the chief risk officer, with the CEO, but they're the ones responsible for a cyber program. So they're responsible for educating the board on the threats that the business faces. They're responsible for educating the business who might not be uh, as in tune with cyber risk. So it's a, it's a really important distinction between where a CISO is operating on a daily basis and how they need to interact with the board to educate them. Is there enough of an understanding of what that job actually is on the different layers of the company? Because the, the, the dynamic may be a little bit different from what the board of directors understands to what, you know, say, even middle-level management uh, understand. Totally agree. It's, it's not there yet. It's evolving. I think that the new regulation around um, having a cyber expert on boards will help with that because from the top down, cybersecurity will become a much more important function. But that's definitely a gap when you have a business leader that doesn't necessarily understand uh, the cyber function or where it fits in. I think that in the next few years, you'll see a much better educated group of individuals in business positions that understand the cyber function and the importance of it. So with the fact that seemingly you're, you're seeing a lot of these executives feeling that level of stress, that would lead you to believe that the turnover probably has a chance to increase the rate of turnover uh, in the years ahead. And, and you bring up also uh, that there is an issue around succession planning in terms of, uh, of, of this component as well. Yeah, one of the biggest issues that companies face is finding a successor to the CISO. 40% of organizations do not have a plan for what happens if their CISO were to leave tomorrow. So it's critical. It's, it's a business risk if your CISO leaves. And so organizations really need to think about succession planning. And there are best practices around that in terms of developing talent from within, doing market scans. Um, it, it really is a board-level issue. Just like CEO succession, CFO succession, organizations really need to think about CISO succession. And, and also the fact that it seemingly kind of the level of importance of that job specifically in the structure the company has ramped up in, in years. And as you alluded to, with more and more CISOs ending up on corporate boards, there's an understanding of the level of importance that job has overall. 
Exactly. And it, we expect it will continue to rise in importance. You are starting to see reporting structure changes. CISOs are no longer buried in the organization. They're reporting to CEOs. They're reporting to CIOs, to the board directly. So it will continue to evolve as organizations become better educated in the function. Off of that comment that the, the person made to me about accountability versus authority, is that level of authority going to change in, in the years ahead as well, do you think? I think it has to. Um, you know, I think regulation will push organizations in that direction. Um, I think that the board will start to push organizations in that direction, but it, it, it almost has to change for the function to continue to evolve and for for companies to continue to evolve. We are joined uh, by Scott Thompson, who is a partner at Hydric and Struggles. Uh, they have put this report together on uh, chief information security officers and what they are dealing with right now. Uh, just with AI in general, how much is there a belief that the struggles of AI that maybe are there now may end up being a benefit longer term uh, for companies because seemingly the company right now is uh, very much uh, wanting to bring forward a AI because they see it as a bottom line benefit. Absolutely. And when, when you think from a cyber perspective, there's so many, there's so much untapped for potential for what AI can do to help an organization. Um, and so I think it's too soon to tell if you know, where it falls from a risk perspective versus benefit. And so what we're seeing in CISO hiring is organizations looking for people that have experience with AI, have experience with cutting edge technology. There's this general what we call shift to the left where the CISO function is becoming much more technical so that individuals bring this new age tech experience to the role. What does this mean, and you bring this up in the report, for the compensation that that job specifically is seeing right now? Because of the demand and the lack of supply, compensation just continues to increase year over year across geographies, across industries. Uh, it, it's one of the fastest growing functions from a compensation standpoint, simply because of the supply and demand factors. And, and this is a job that is also now even more so getting kind of involved in the potential of equity grants within companies as well. Absolutely, especially within uh, early stage companies or, or uh, you know, tech companies. As a company grows, they need to bring on a CISO to help mature the organization. And in order to attract them, they often CISOs often participate in equity within the organization. Is that a relatively new uh, element that has come into play in terms of the role of the CISO? I think what's new is the stage of growth in which a company brings on a CISO. CISOs have always participated in equity within public companies or late-stage private equity-backed companies, but I think that stage of growth that a organization hires a CISO is becoming earlier and earlier. Great to have you with us today, Scott. All the best. Thank you very much for the information. Thanks, Dan. Scott Thompson, partner at Hydric in and Struggles.
To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.